0: Awesome. Um, sorry, I had my mic muted. Uh, this is IBS Jesus, or should I say, the Diabolical Hater, formerly known as IBS Jesus, uh, coming at you guys with a special edition IBS After Dark. Um, again, I'm gonna try try to be more consistent with this. I'm, I'm a very busy person. Um, if anybody wants to pick it up, anybody listening want to pick it up for a night or take turns or alternate, I'm all for it. I'm posting the link in the group right now. If people want to listen live. Um, uh, I'll repost tomorrow as well if people want to listen to the recording. But um, this is it. Well, IBS After Dark. I'm uh, going to recap some of the threads that we had today, uh, cover some of the news, and try to touch on some things that are happening now. Uh, if anybody is awake, and um looking for something to watch on nba tv the clippers are playing the celtics they're up 16 right now the score is 73 to 57 uh let's see i think the kings and blazers are playing yeah, it's 105 84 There's only about 3 minutes left in that game uh nothing really nothing really i guess too entertaining um let me see what's going on in college they've got a i think it's the cbi uh, tournament going on right now. Let's check here. This is East Tennessee? I don't know. Look, I bet on these teams, man, that nobody watches. And sure enough, yeah. East Tennessee State and Louisiana Tech playing over on CBS Sports Network. Uh, 22 to 14 East Tennessee State. I know people are like, who is, who is that? Um, but honestly, I've seen some really good games uh, out of these, uh, like the I think it's the Vegas 16 was on today. Uh, ODU took on uh, the squad. And then uh, one of my favorite mid-majors, Oakland, uh, played Townsend, and that was a pretty good game too. But um, the NIT, I think the semis are uh, going on tomorrow. Uh, Valpo plays BYU. San Diego State plays George Washington. Uh, If you don't have anything to do, and it's in between the NCAA uh, March Madness stuff, the Final Four, Uh, watch those games, man. They should be really entertaining. Um, I'm I'm a real big Zalpo fan, and uh, the Horizon uh, League in general has been pretty entertaining all year. So uh, definitely check those out. But um, rolling into what I think was the thread of the day, (laughs) and it's it's kind of funny. Um, I know the slogan for IBS is, more than a sports group. Well, we have our fair share of uh, jokes to go by on people. And uh, today, our jokes come out of Cleveland by way of Kyrie Irving. Now, I didn't take the time to look at the at the whole story. And it looks like, to me, Kyrie basically lost his girl to the, the C-list of R&B singers. I don't even know who he is, man. Like i tried to look up his name. I can't remember what they said it was, but it had me rolling because I'm like, I don't know who this is, but he's taking pictures with Kyrie's girl, I guess. Um, it's like a picture of a hand tattoo he posted on Instagram, and everybody's getting these jokes off. So if you are in the mood to laugh, by all means, I'm sure there's something trending on Twitter. Uh, Facebook is blowing up with memes about Kyrie. Uh, the best one I've seen so far is a post by Maurice uh, in the group right now. It's a picture of uh, <laughs> it's a picture of LeBron James uh, walking behind Kyrie, and says, "I don't blame her. I'm thinking about leaving your ass too." So I mean, that's one of the things that's been coming up uh, as well. It's not news today, but it was news last week. Uh, every year since the decision, it seems like we get into about March, yeah, about March, right before the playoffs start, no matter what's going on with the LeBron James team, people always speculate, is he leaving, is he staying, is he leaving, is he staying? Um, There's been a lot of talk about maybe he will leave. Uh, Me personally, I don't think it is possible. I mean, well, it's possible for him to leave, but I don't think, it's possible for him to do much in Cleveland anymore with the roster that they have. And then they got a couple guys maxed out. I'm not sure what's going to happen. I just know they've fired a coach. They've moved some players. I mean, in the end, it's just like you either work with what you got or I guess the only other person that can be fired is the the GM or LeBron just leaves. So it's hard to imagine that he would leave just because the PR would just be awful, although it's Cleveland, and I don't think anybody outside of Cleveland would blame LeBron, but uh, I'm sure people would take the opportunity to bash him, uh, question his character, and this and that, but it's not like people are going like, to endorse him are going to go out the window. And and to be honest with you, I think from a marketing standpoint, he, he could benefit from embracing the villain role, but uh, I'm sure he's got some sentimental... Um, things going on with Cleveland. I mean it is his, his hometown basically. And uh they welcomed him with open arms, spit on his grave when he left and then welcomed him back with open arms. So he might be fully committed. And and if he is truly fully committed to Cleveland, it's it's an admirable thing to do. But man, that stinks. No nobody wins in Cleveland, man. And it's not gonna get any better. I don't I don't see how it could possibly get any better. But um, one of the things that LeBron brought up that stirred up a lot of people talked about playing with his his brothers or friends or whatever he called them. Uh, it was it's basically uh, Chris Paul, Carmelo, Dwyane Wade. Uh, he was like, you know, he just he would love to play with those guys. And, and there's been a lot of people that we don't really care to hear from, like Antonio McDaniels. Like, where'd you come from? Who? Stopped him on the corner where he was waiting on the bus to ask him what he thought about LeBron James and uh, him joining with other teams, and I think he was quoted as saying that uh, he couldn't he couldn't uh, play for he didn't want to be in the locker room or be a part of a team where a guy is talking to you about leadership and he's got one foot out the door, and I'm just like, dude, just just shut up. Like, there's just some things being said from people that you, you just know they're just saying it's just politicking, trying to get a job as the next commentator or something like that. I mean, Tracy McGrady gave an honest answer. Um, although his assessment of Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, and uh, Carmelo being top five players right now, I think that's a little off. I think out of the, the three, uh, you could probably say Chris Paul is the better uh, one. But either way, He was saying that um, he is just ridiculous. Like, LeBron doesn't need those guys. And I guess you could, I mean, he really doesn't. He doesn't need the name power. He doesn't need all that, quote, help. But if it was possible, like, who wouldn't take that? Like, who wouldn't want, you know, I I saw that in some of the threads as well. Like, guys were saying, like, who wouldn't want to play with their friends? Like, if you had your boys and y'all went to a court to uh, shoot ball, like, who's going to split up? Now, to be honest with you, some people do do that. They they take pride in the competition. But I mean, none of those guys are really winners. They're not finishers of seasons beside Dwayne Wade. So, like I made a joke about LeBron being a humanitarian, you know, if he takes in Chris Paul and Carmelo, guys who can't make it past the second, third round of uh <laughs> of the playoffs, he's doing them a favor. Um, but I don't I don't know, man. Uh there's a lot of there's a lot of Outside issues as well, getting those guys together um Mello's wife Wawa, and uh dwayne Wade's wife uh Gabrielle union or I think that's his wife i know I don't even know about the relationship, but either way, those ladies ain't leaving Miami and New York to come to Cleveland. it just ain't gonna happen, and I know that's something people don't really consider when they talk about these things, but i I'm telling you as a as a person who occasionally uh, jumps on media takeout and, and blogs and all that stuff and, and reads up on uh, a couple of celebrities and gossip for slandering purposes. Of course, uh, those ladies are not moving from cities like Miami and New York to to come to Cleveland. And I don't want to bash Cleveland because I've never been to Cleveland, and um, I don't want to. I don't want anybody from Cleveland to listen to this and and instantly hate me. I'll give you a reason for that later, but. Uh, There's nothing positive about Cleveland from anybody who visits Cleveland from another city. I have yet to run across anybody, whether that be a celebrity or just people that I know in my everyday lives. I've got two friends who, believe it or not, are actually Cleveland Brown fans, and they go to games all the time, and they hate Cleveland. They hate the city. Um, Most of the people, like Joakim Noah, for, for what it's worth, even makes jokes about Cleveland and and how it's a dump and nobody wants to go to Cleveland. But it's just one of those things where you never know. Speculation is speculation and it's always that with LeBron James and it just seems like it's just he's just so dramatic. Like his career in this social media age, I, I think history's gonna look at him um differently than they do, say, a Michael Jordan uh or, or Green and all the other greats that we talk about on a regular basis. Uh, you see it now, Even t- every time somebody brings up LeBron James, uh, the people who don't like him talk about how he had to join Chris Paul, uh, Chris Bosh and uh, Dwayne Wade to win the championship and stuff like that. Very rare is it that people actually talk about his ability and what he brings to the court. It's, it's always something that is semi-outside the game of basketball, like some something that's dealing with emotions or or his attitude and stuff like that. Like when you talk, people talk about Michael Jordan, they just talk about, oh, he got buckets or he got six rings, this and that, like his accomplishments or what they speak on first. But being in this social media age, and and I guess that's what you get nowadays when you're an icon, Uh, the first thing people talk about is just everything else but what he's done on the court. And if this drama continues, which I'm sure it will, but if it continues every season, I think you know we might be looking at at ten, fifteen years down the road, LeBron James standing for something else. And he's not the originator of uh, super, super teams or or big threes, but he's he's the he's the best athlete uh, in the NBA to openly lobby for those type of teams or or try to get get together with guys and play. I know uh, Patrick Ewing said something about it today like, you know, I I wouldn't have wanted to be on a super team. And and I'm sure he wouldn't have. It's just a different time though. And Nowadays with these athletes and stuff, everybody's different. and We put so much pressure on them to win as fans. And then when they do what they need to do to win, we criticize them. So it's kind of like a lose-lose situation, like Before LeBron James got to Miami, it was all oh, he, he's—he's not going to get a ring, or he—he—he he, he can't win—he can't win the finals. Then he gets to the finals, and he kind of, you know, chokes when he plays the Mavericks, and we—we we bash him, bash him, bash him. Then they win, and they win pretty good. They beat the Thunder, then they—they uh, they beat the Spurs, and then it's like nobody has anything to say, and then they lose to the Spurs again, and then it's just the back to the cycle, you know. So it's it's I guess it's one of those things where he doesn't even care. I mean he's making money regardless. Um I'm not sure rings is his motivating factor anymore. Uh I think I still think that moving back to Cleveland was a financial move. Um I mean he could get anything he wants out of Cleveland. Um, as far as Dan Gilbert is concerned, if he decided to stay. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a stake in, in the team when he retired, so um that's just one of the things that was a hot topic, but I kind of went off on LeBron. Go back to Kyrie again. If you want to read something funny or you want to you want to get in on some gossip, Kyrie's got it surrounding him. Uh, LeBron's actually sitting out uh, the next game, so it'll be interesting to see how Kyrie uh, goes out and plays if if he's going to be off his game because of of these rumors and stuff. So we'll see. He might end up uh, bouncing back and being a James Harden, going to the strip club and acting a fool. Matter of fact, he's going to be in Houston um, playing the Rockets. So I'll be looking at the tabloids to see if there's anything else on that. Uh, One of the things we didn't touch on uh, on IBS, and I want to briefly touch on um, in this uh, IBS After Dark, is something that's actually, I don't don't even know how it uh, made it under the radar. And I usually see things on a bleacher report or get notifications about things. But, I mean, the admins post a lot. I try not to be the guy that floods the page. Um, usually, if I if I post a lot, I'm trying to post things that make people laugh and stuff like that. Um, occasionally, I post conversation starters, but for the most part, I try to let other people uh, get involved. The Colts owner, uh, Jim, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I want to say Irsay. Either way, Dude, dude's an idiot. And and I hate to say that in a way where it's just I'm speaking like it's factual like I know him on a personal level, but he what he did today was just dumb. He compared the risk to the risk of uh playing football to uh <laughs> taking aspirin and bob flooding. So, um before I get into the 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 response from some of the players. Um, I'm going to read you his quote, and this is um, this is him talking to uh, or talking about the uh, researchers who are doing all the the research on CTE and the effects. I believe this that the game has always been a risk, you know, and the way certain people are. Look at it. You take an aspirin. I take an aspirin. It might give you extreme side effects of illness, and your body may reject it, where I would be fine. So there is so much we don't know. To try to tie football, like I said, to suicides or murders or what have you, I believe that is just so absurd as well, and it's harmful to other diseases. Harmful to things like when you get into the use of steroids, when you get into substance abuse, you get into the illness of alcohol and addiction. It's a shame that gets missed because there are very deadly diseases there, for instance, like alcoholism and addiction. That gets pushed to the side, and the person says, oh, no, football to me. That's really absurd. <laughs> Man, that's the dumbest thing said, and it's just Monday. I bet, I'm bet i willing to bet that nothing this week would be dumber than that. No quote. And, and the crazy thing about it is... Um, Irse is one of the chairs of the NFL Legislative Committee. So he's disagreeing with the NFL execs uh CTE congressional testimony and he's on the uh legislative committee. So you can already you can already imagine the NFL the NFL hasn't been that that um eager to address the effects of CTE and there's a strong there's strong scientific research backing uh CTE. Uh that is a real thing. It's not just some some like boogie monster story that they tell you around the campfire. The the effects are real. Um and a lot of a lot of the old players are suffering from it and the scary part about it is nobody knows how many hits it takes before you start suffering from it. Um, nobody knows anything about it really other than when it does happen, it's, it's very harmful to you and the people around you and it is sad. There's, um, I think, um, I think there's a couple guys who don't necessarily play football that, um, might suffer from CTE. One of them, um, was a boxer. Um, some people might recognize his name, Jermaine Taylor, I think he suffers from CTE. Jermaine Taylor was, uh, was a young, up-and-coming boxer. He uh, got his claim to fame because he uh, dethroned uh, B-Hop, not once, but beat him twice. And then he lost to Kelly Pavlik by a uh, vicious knockout. And he suffered maybe, I want to say, about four or five more like really bad knockouts. And it went from... It went from like a timid, mild mannered uh, country guy to he's pulling out guns on people and and he he looks crazy for first of all but he's having all this erratic behavior, uh, threatening people with pistols and, and shooting at people and stuff like that. And he's been in and out of jail. And he's, it it was just like a light went off, or he just he just lost it. So um, I think in combat sports they're going to start looking more into that. The NFL has an opportunity to uh, kind of lead the charge on concussion and concussion protocol and how it's handled, even lead the charge on the research. But for some reason, the shield just continues to kind of sweep it under the rug as best as they can. And his his comments they they don't do it any justice. Um, I'm sure he'll get some some type of letter from the from the league office because. That's just the type of publicity that the NFL doesn't need. But the crazy thing about it is, like you know, we got a sports group with sixteen hundred people. Nobody mentioned it. So um, I don't watch ESPN a lot. I don't look into uh, Sports Center stuff like that. But sure, I'm sure it might have got a footnote. I'd be surprised if uh, if they did air it or or talk about it in a negative light because. ESPN is kind of in the NFL's pocket, so if you don't know about that, um, look at some of the people who get in trouble or have been given the boot by ESPN. They're known anti-Giddells, known critics of the NFL, but never know. Maybe outside the lines will pick it up and uh, run with it, but it's it's interesting, man. It's interesting the things that, um, that have went on the back burner. Last week, uh, stories came out that the NFL might have possibly lied on um, some of their statistics dealing with concussions. And that was kind of swept under the rug, too. Like, it, it was uh, something that the New York Times or New York Post had reported. But, again, nobody posted it in the group. I think I I, think I put up a screenshot of it, but the ball just never got rolling. So I'm wondering if if people... If his people don't care, or if it's just the NFL is just the NFL, there's nothing you can do to stop it, so um, we'll see. We we have a very uh, reactive society. Maybe somebody of um, fame will pick it up and act appalled, and we'll get some traction then. Uh, switching over to college basketball, Coach K is in the news uh, for chastising uh Oregon Duck player. You know, Coach K is one of those one of those figures that you either really love him or you really hate him. Is some people are in between. They just respect him as a coach, but it's it's really hard for anybody to to support anything Duke unless you're a Duke uh, fan, and, it, and they're just one of those teams. Um, I think the Cowboys are the same way. Uh, the New York Yankees. They just you just. Love them as a as a fan, or you just hate them as an opposing fan. So it's hard to to it's hard for me to decipher whether people people's uh, opinions on the matter are you know are they neutral? Are they saying this because it it really concerns them, or are they just saying it because they just hate Duke? But um, Samuel L. Jackson spoke on it on uh, Twitter and. It, it's just, you know, if i give you a quick recap, so uh, one of the Oregon players um, during the Duke game was dribbling, I guess, kind of dribbling the clock out, and time was winding down, and then instead of getting a shot clock violation, he shot a three. They were up by a significant amount, not like 100 points or 30 or anything like that, but they were up enough, and he, shot, he just shot the three, and at the end of the game, I guess Coach K, when they shook hands, pretty much tried to lecture him a little bit about you know, sportsmanship. Now, mind you, he's got Grayson Allen behind him, probably about two, three people behind him, and all he ever does is trip people. Um, but the issue isn't that he said anything anymore. I think the issue to a lot of people is that he lied. Um, when he was asked about it, he pretty much denied saying anything. But it's 2016. I don't know why people bother doing that. So just tell the truth. I mean, there's mics everywhere mics pick up everything especially near that scores table um if you listen to games or watch games on on high definition you pick up all kinds of sounds you pick up you pick up conversations sometimes things you don't even want to hear and the players cursing and stuff like that so i'm sure it didn't take long for people to pick up the audio of uh coach k uh, there's reports coming from sources <laughs> Saying that, uh, I guess his his son-in-law is is confirming that uh, he does things like this on a regular. Is it a big deal? I think it's always a big deal when you, when you have a a coach of you know, Coach K stature um, berating. I mean, they're still kids, still kids. And they're not. When I say kids, they're not like you know nine and ten year olds, but they're young men. They're not fully into the. Adult mode, adult mind. So, what you say to them can still impact them um, mentally in in a negative or a positive way. Luckily, the Oregon player took it in stride. I didn't make a big deal about it, but um, I mean, you know, you you can't you can't do that to everybody. Some some of these guys suffer from low self esteem and stuff like that, and you get in their head, and, and you never know the impact that you can have. So, um, I doubt anything happens. As Coach K. The media loves Duke uh basketball. They love Duke basketball, I say that. They I don't think they fully uh let go of Duke lacrosse, but they love Duke basketball and Coach Hayes is, is just such a figure in sports. It's hard to imagine that anything will come out of that other than the occasional outrage from from somebody that got a got an agenda. Um but it's just one of those things like I said that just makes you wonder how how much has he said to people before what is he what has he lied about before i think uh our commission had mentioned that as well, and um i was just, i was on that thread joking joking about some stuff but it does it does uh, does question some of his credibility and it's not it's not like a big deal, but that's part of the reason why some people are a little upset you know something as simple as that you just tell the truth and you won't have any problems but I mean, his his natural first reaction was to lie about it, so makes you wonder. And and I've always held uh, Coach K to a high regard. Um, I personally don't think any program in basketball or or college sports in general, if you're winning, I don't think your program is that clean. But uh, it seems like Duke's always ran as straight of a program as you could possibly have at at that level of uh, play, and um, it just kind of. Kind of a of a letdown, you know. It's something that you don't necessarily forget. You can get over it, you know. Like next year, I probably won't even really talk about it or even care that he, you know, he lied about it. But it, it's going to bring into question some things uh, with a lot of people moving forward. Like, what else is he lying about? Who, whose grades is he changing and stuff like that? And I know some people are like that's pretty extreme, but I mean, this is the world that we live in. This is. This is sports. You know, you never know. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say. You know, Coach Bilicek lies on this taxes problem and it leads to all these other problems. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Patriot fans, don't please don't get in my inbox. I'm joking. Um, Let's see. What else we got on these threads? There's a DeMarco. DeMarco Me, He went to the Titans for anybody that cares. And then, oh, God. <laughs> so the Jazz took on the Lakers today, and um, wow, 123 to 75 was the final. That is insane. I I honestly would not would not have expected that. I I promise you, when I saw that game, uh, the score in the third quarter, I think it was like nine minutes left in the third quarter. And the Jazz had like sixty points. So let me check. Let me check this box score real quick for you guys. Cause I'm I'm, I'm about to. But we're gonna see some crazy numbers. Let's see. They scored thirty four. Okay, I must have looked at the score wrong. No, I didn't. Yeah, they just went on a tear. Uh, they scored thirty four in the third and twenty five in the fourth and one hundred and twenty three. Yeah, there's probably not a sadder story than the Los Angeles Lakers right now, um, which is unfortunate. But I mean, every 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 dynasty's gotta they gotta have a down year eventually. Uh, the Lakers had a really good run in the early two thousands, and we all know about their eighties uh run. And then they, they came back in the uh early part of the two thousand ten decade, I think. And then these last couple seasons it's just it just hasn't looked good. It's actually gradually gotten worse. Um, I think this is rock bottom for them. Um it's not gonna get any worse than than this season. And and Kobe's farewell tour is fine and dandy and it looks good. On paper, but man, he should have retired two years ago. I don't. I don't know. Um, I feel like you know you. We want to talk about legacies. We talked about LeBron's just a tad bit. I mean, what's Kobe's legacy? I mean, I think Kobe's legacy uh, in the end is going to have more of an impact on how people do contracts. Uh, nobody's going to want to be the Lakers. You know, you get one of these young stars, and, and, and you, you know, you. Ride your horse as long as he can go, but then when do you cut ties? And I think um, this is a classic case of a, of an organization um, and a player both having different mindsets. I mean, the organization wanted to to at least keep him on the squad. Obviously, he's an icon in, in uh, Los Angeles and, and for the Lakers, but at what cost? You know, how how many how many years did the Lakers get set back hanging on to Kobe? You know, and I know some people might get mad about that, but sports is a business. It's a business, and and I don't I don't see I don't see a lot of guys uh, getting this this type of treatment anymore nowadays. Especially in the NFL, you see it in the NFL all the time now. Guys hit hit about thirty five, and and they're getting cut. They're, they're not wasting time on these guys no more. You don't you don't see guys getting sympathy contracts anymore, you know, once you hit thirty four, thirty five, depending on your position, man, they, they let you go and you can go dupe somebody else. It actually happened with uh, Andre Johnson uh last year and uh, Reggie Wayne, same thing, you know, he got to a certain age and they just let him go. Let him go. So uh basketball basketball's been, it's kind of been like the NFL. I think uh, historically a lot of guys get around their mid to late 30s and they give them a couple years and if it doesn't work out, they just kind of let them go on to somebody else and maybe bring them back to uh, to retire on a 10-day contract or something like that. But for the most part, they they tend not to let you hang around, uh, as a superstar at least, um, past like 36. You know? So, uh, Kobe's gonna probably end up getting more publicity uh, as the season winds down. I think we got about less than less than twenty games left, and it, it hasn't been uh, it hasn't been quite like uh, Derek Jeter in uh, Major League Baseball, where every stop he went to, he got a got a gift and a standing ovation, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I think Kobe's doing it his way, and I think that's what. Kind of personifies Kobe Bryant, and um, I mean, from a fan standpoint, I'm happy for him. From from a business standpoint, I cringe because I'm like, man, they could have did this so much different. But um, Byron Scott's probably got to go along with Kobe. He don't know that yet, but I'm I'm pretty sure he's got to go. I don't think those young guys respond to him when Kobe sits. um, And and I'm just bringing this up because it's not all Kobe's fault that the Lakers think but um, keeping them around hasn't been uh I think as beneficial as they thought it would be. Uh let's see what else we got going on here. That's pretty much about it uh with the threads today. I mean we had made a couple <laughs> couple threads I don't want to repeat. Uh one with uh our infamous plus size model from Sports Illustrated that everybody loves. Uh were some jokes on there. we uh, got Corey's Russell Westbrook Propaganda. Uh he's actually I'm not gonna lie, Russell's playing really good ball. Now the only issue I have about his triple double is that his, a couple of times I've watched his shooting percentage and his shot selection just sucks, man. But he gets he gets plenty of rebounds. Uh he's actually very aggressive on the boards for a point guard. It's um, it's actually fun to watch. And then uh He's he started to he's definitely starting to get his uh, big men more involved. I think him and him and Adams have a lot better chemistry than they're given credit for. I still think that Adams needs to get more touches, but it's virtually impossible uh, with Westbrook, um, you know, being the player that he is, and Kevin Durant being the shooter that he is. It's just um, it's just not possible. I think for him to get consistent post touches, which is why Serge Ibaka uh, changed up the way he plays a little bit. But when the Thunder, when Ibaka's hitting his his mid range and and that corner three or whatever he likes to shoot, when Russell's getting to the lane and and kicking, and uh, Durant's hitting shots, it looks really good when the when those three guys are in sync. It looks really good, and I think Adams plays a really good complementary role. To uh, what all of them do, he he doesn't demand touches. You know, he's not like a uh, Hassan Whiteside or Demarcus Cousins or even Drummond. You know, guys who need to get the ball in their hands uh, or kind of demand the ball in their hands because they're that good. But uh, Adams cleans the boards when he can. He plays really good defense uh, compared to everybody else on the squad. That's a big man, especially Cantor. Uh, but he's he's athletic. He's a lot more athletic than people think. And, and I've seen some of the footwork and, and some of the dunks and stuff that he's done. Uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think the Thunder are an okay team, but I don't think they're the great team that everybody thinks. I think they've got two great players in Westbrook and Durant, but unfortunately, those two great players are not that good that they can beat Two great teams. It's just not possible. Even if they were to get past the Spurs, I just don't see them having enough energy to get past the Spurs and the Warriors. You know, or or vice versa. It's just, especially on the road, it's it's just gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be tough. And I've I've always said that I thought they needed a uh, complimentary uh, defender slash uh, three point shooter, like a, um, a Wesley Matthews. Um, I was really big on Wesley Matthews. Somebody that it doesn't mind locking up, locking up a, a the other team's best scorer and, and can play a role outside of the uh, three point line, or even give Anthony Morrow a couple more touches, a little bit more minutes. Um, but Billy still seems to be finding his way. Uh, they got a lot of front office issues um, that are completely out of their control. You know, um, some deaths in the organization, deaths in the some of the coaches' families and stuff like that. So, uh it's just not their year this year. So I know a lot of people are still keeping high hopes. And, and once you get into the playoffs, anything could possibly happen, especially if they stay healthy. But I just don't see them making it all the way to the finals. But we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, Russell Westbrook definitely should, should get more props than what he gets. Corey does a good job of making you hate him. But, um, when I watch him play, I don't have too many complaints about it at all. Uh, Chase will probably be happy. Bone Jones got in trouble again. Uh, this time for apparently drag racing, but according to him, he wasn't drag racing. There is a video out, um, a camera video. I haven't watched. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm probably gonna watch it before I go to bed, and I'm pretty sure it'll be entertaining. <laughs> The cop pulled over uh, Bone Jones, and I guess he got a little aggressive. <laughs> oh my god! They've already got a uh, AI and Tyronn Lue meme for uh, Kyrie Irving, <laughs> and the guy that I guess slept with um, with his girl. I forgot what they called. It. I think it was like Next Door or something like that. I don't know, man. I'm just showing my age now, but jeez, ridiculous. Hmm let's see here. Um People still talking about Marshawn Lynch. Let him retire already. Let him retire already. Alright. So Blake Griffin's coming back. He's still got a favor four game suspension. Um, but he's coming back. And then Let's see. Yeah, this is a good topic to end with. All right, so women's sports. Now we've we've had this come up, had it come up in tennis uh, last week, and then the the thing about it last week with tennis was I think um, Djokovic said that pretty much the women need the men. Um, to to sell tickets or or be entertaining, Serena disagreed. Andy Murray disagreed. Um, Djokovic kind of kind of I wouldn't say he doubled down, but um, he more or less was like you know his his comments were taken out of context. Um, some of the guys in the group who who watched tennis explained it to us uh, in in the sense that I guess they offer cheaper tickets for the women's. Matches, that's why they fill up quicker than the men's matches. Uh, the men's matches seem to be um, um, more supply and demand, you know, or, or to the highest bidder. So if that's true, that makes sense. Uh, we we talk about the WNBA in a joking manner a lot in the group. I mean, in in most sports circles, uh, people talk about the WNBA as a joke Um and college, women's college basketball is just its just UConn this year. It's, it's just ridiculous how good they are. So this brings me to my point, or it brings me to the question, are women's sports not entertaining because they're not competitive, or is it just that they're women? Now, for me, it's not that they're just women, because I know some females who are just beast athletes. I think that women's sports would benefit from a little bit more evenly spaced competition. Uh, The thing about women's sports, and I think the people who support women's sports don't see it as such, but to the casual observer, you have really good teams at the very top or really good athletes at the very top and then there's nothing in between to really challenge them. Everybody else is just way behind. So because there's such a huge, huge talent gap in women's sports, it makes it unattractive to casual fans. So people, women who have already played, or men who are dating women who play said sports or people, family members who've supported women who play certain sports, they're always going to feel some attachment or make it easy. It's a little bit easier for them to watch. But I'm speaking from personal experience. I cannot sit and watch a college basketball game with women. It's the worst. It's the worst. Like I haven't seen a competitive college women's basketball game in forever, and and if I do see one, it's because I probably went to like a VCU game or something. But when you talk about like uh, matter of fact, I watched UConn's women play a number four seed in uh, the tournament. I I think it was Mississippi State or Ole Miss. I don't know. It was one of these teams in the tournament, and they just obliterated them. As a matter of fact, up until this last game, UConn women, in the first half of their game, had scored a total of 167 points. The opposing teams had only scored 48. And They've been getting a lot of criticism from people, which I think is unfair again. I don't like to be too critical of uh, collegiate athletes just because, in my mind, they're still kind of kids uh, for the most part, but the coach came to their uh, defense, and, and his his uh, his response was, well, nobody, nobody cared when Tiger Woods was dominating golf. He helped golf, um, and people watched golf because Tiger Woods was so good. And I guess he was more or less asking why don't they why do they have a problem with UConn's women. My response to that is you're talking about an individual and we're talking about a team sport. They're just two different genres. People like if you got one athlete dominating a uh like an individual sport, like Usain Bolt. Everybody knows that nine times out of ten when he runs, he's he's gonna run, he's gonna beat everybody. But they continue to watch. Because he's so spectacular, but it's also because it's an individual sport, like he's not gonna get criticized too much from blowing out the competition in an individual sport. but when you talk about team sports, like nobody if if a team goes unchallenged, it's just not fun to watch it's it's just not i don't know I don't know how else to explain it actually I don't know why it is like that, but it's just not. Uh, UConn's women are great athletes, they're exceptional, and it sucks that they haven't been challenged this year. I think they've won like 73 games in a row. (laughs) I mean, dominance doesn't even describe it, but either way you go, it's just not entertaining. And I don't know if they need to change format or if they need to, like, (laughs) like somebody said in the group, if they need to start paying these girls to go to other schools to spread out the talent, but... It's just, it's just not, it's just not worth anybody's time, other than people who are fans. So, um, I guess I can say that since I'm not, I'm not like working for ESPN or anything like that, I'm not bashing the sport. i I'm, I know uh, we got a guy in the group whose, uh, whose girlfriend plays basketball. and She's a beast, and I would, I would probably go watch her play because she plays like her style of play is, is, is already interesting to me. But I'm saying if she was dropping, she was dropping like 60 a game and, and they were beating teams by 50 a game, I, I'm sure even he wouldn't want to go. So um, I don't know, I don't know, man. UConn women, they're good, but something's got to change with uh, with uh, all-female sports. Um, I mean, we saw Serena dominating tennis. That got stale. Uh, we saw... Um, even uh, women's softball, um, America, America dominated women's softball. That got stale to the point where they just took it out of the Olympics because USA was winning too much. Um, I hope that doesn't happen in soccer because uh, the US women were pretty dominant in soccer too. But again, like it just gets stale, and I don't understand. I don't understand why it's like that. Like you would think there would still be. Enough talent that at least there's like two good teams, like in men's sport you, you usually get about three or four really good teams, and then everybody else is kind of fighting for position, and then you get the occasional upsets and stuff but like with women's sport, it's just pretty much a guarantee like you've got one to two good teams and they just beat everybody and then when they meet, it's always like one team that's better than the other or or they might go back and forth for the most part, but it's it's pretty for the most part predictable and i think i think that's the the issue that is hurting uh women's sports is the predictability of the outcomes so um i don't know if Gino can fix that i don't know if anybody can fix that but um hopefully we we start to get i don't want to sound insulting but maybe start to get a, a wider range of athletes in uh women's sports so it'll be more interesting but um we will see. We will see what the future holds. Nobody knows. Athletes are getting better. Yes, I said that if, if that Aaron guy's listening, athletes are getting better as uh as the years progress, so hopefully that brushes off into into our women's sports. Uh looking forward to what's going on this week. Um Ronnie's got a uh podcast with one of the guys from Pro Football Focus. I think it's the guy from Pro Football Focus. Um, hopefully, you guys can send him some uh, inbox and some questions, and uh, he'll try to get them to to the guy to answer. Uh, if you're not familiar with Pro Football Focus, it's kind of the, the gospel of analytics when it comes to football and uh, statistics. So, um, a lot of people use it in the group. They they are they're pretty thorough. Although they did take some heat last year for, for their grading of Aaron Rodgers after a game with some people. But um, for the most part, they're pretty thorough. Uh, they give really good insight on things. And uh, the uh, RC report has been pretty cool, man. He's He's got some some pretty good uh A and B listeners on there that I think a lot of people are not paying attention to, even though we shared the post. You guys should definitely take a look. I think he talked to uh, the author of um, concussion. Um, he talked to he talked to the guy that interviewed John Rocker, and um, he talked to uh, to one of the guys that uh, the, the uh, Twitter troll tried to fight him for talking bad about Kobe. I forgot his name, but I think he writes for uh, a basketball website as well. So um, definitely, definitely some good, insightful uh, things. And I mean, does better interviews than I do. I'm, I don't know. I just, he's way more professional than me. (laughs) I got Al Bernstein on the podcast and he tried to get rude with me, and I was like, what? (laughs) So, uh, he's he's on point, man. He's doing a lot of good things for the group, and I know a lot of people give him a hard time, but uh, it's definitely an avenue for common sports fans like myself and and you guys to uh, get your voice out there, get questions answered by real people who who do this for a living. So by all means take advantage of, of the opportunities when they come up. Uh the debate series um is still going strong. I think the next debate is um Greg Anderson and uh Adam, I'm not gonna kill your last name. I think it's Yarbo. Um he's on the they're gonna do uh NFL. If you can get your questions to I believe it's Corey I think Corey's going to do that, uh, do that moderator. Um, the last one was Jade and Ronnie, and then the one before that, I think, was Ronnie and Druby, who hasn't been, or Druby, who hasn't been back on, uh, <laughs> he hasn't been back since, uh, since their, uh, debate. So maybe I'll talk him up tomorrow, see if we can get him out. Maybe I can even get him on, uh, um, IBS After Dark, maybe do a, do a follow-up interview, see if he uh, what he thought of the um, debate. But uh, the debates are good. Um, they're getting a little stale with the basketball thing, but luckily, guys like Adam and Greg want to do NFL. Um, if I ever get time, I'll, I'll jump on one, but it's hard for me to even get time to do this show, let alone sit down and do a debate. But, um, again, they're just avenues of entertainment outside of what we normally talk about with sports. Um, as always, feel free to post things um, in the group when you get articles and stuff like that. You want to spark a conversation. Um, if you get trolled, like our Virginia Cavalier fans, which I should have bashed y'all, but I'm running out of time. Y'all lucky. But um, if you get trolled, it's, it's all in good fun. Don't, don't take it to heart. Uh, and don't be afraid to, to promote your sport. I do that with baseball and... Um, and I take a lot of crap for baseball posts, but if Chase can can post about Virginia Tech basketball and the NIT and crap, then I can post about baseball. So, um, by all means, keep 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 the group going. Add people when you meet them. Uh, talk it up. I know IBS is working on some um, some products like T shirts and stuff like that that people can wear if they want and kind of rep the group. But um, Follow the Twitter handle, follow the Facebook page, uh, share all the content that we post, and and, uh, we'll continue to keep bringing you guys some good stuff. Uh, The next IBS After Dark, I'll promote it a little bit more, and then um, I'll try to get some people on here so we can get a conversation so you don't have to listen to me talk the whole time. But uh, you can always inbox me suggestions and and comments or things you would like to be talked about on the show, and uh, I'll get to it as soon as I can. So um, this is the Diabolica Hater, formerly known as IBS Yeezus. I'm going to leave you guys out on an early note tonight. Um, Check in tomorrow on the group. I'll post a link for this. And then also uh, be on the lookout, like I said, for all that stuff with uh, Ronnie, the RC report, and then uh, also the debate.